It's a super films cast. 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 Super films cast. Super films cast. Super 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 films. It's beautiful. Thanks. Now this is podcasting. What is up, everybody, and welcome to you another episode. You said the lunch was pre-made, but you didn't say, like what it was. <laughs> Films Cast sixty-four. This is the podcast where we talk about films. I'm Trey Mitchell. Adam's saying stuff in the background. Uh, yeah, Adam, it's kind of in the foreground for most people. What are you saying? What, 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 what oh, are I was, people saying? Well, the people, the people want to know what you had for pre-made lunch, Trey. Uh, pre-made and how lunch, many you had. I had, it was some kind of, like, chicken wrapped in something. It was, like, breaded chicken wrapped okay. in, like, it was, like, a ham, maybe. Didn't you uh, make it? No, I got it from pre- Central pre-made. Market. Pre-made. Pre- ah, okay, now yeah. I'm understanding. I thought you no. made your meal, like, pre-made your no, meals no, no, and no. then no. eat them. Uh, okay, Sunday no, after work in progress, I usually drive over to a grocery store. Uh, 7-Eleven or Tom Thumb. Not 7-Eleven. Central Market or Tom Thumb. <laughs> Only uh, one of those were grocery stores. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and uh, I'll drive over and I will uh, purchase maybe some things I need, like some bananas, if I need bananas. Oh, I interesting. Need all the bananas. This, is, hmm. this is a good concept. <laughs> get yeah, some. More uh, people need to do this. So you're saying you go to a place <laughs> of business to get your yes. bananas? Right. <laughs> And then I will buy at Central They sell them by the bundle or by the pound? They sell them by the bundle. And then I'll go over to uh, Central Market and buy maybe like four to six pre-made meals for the week. It sounds like you got some chicken cordon bleu. Chicken cordon bleu. That's what I got. And I got some potatoes, some nice potatoes, and I had some spinach with it. Mm -hmm. So... It's a good pre-made meal. They have a lot of them there. They're really good. They're uh, good sized. They're about ten dollars each. They're like good portioned. You know, it's Kroger does it, but it's like they are. They're kind of like wimpy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not. They're kind of small. As not as good. But uh, Central Market does it well. I recommend Central Market pre-made meals if you don't like to cook. Brought to you not by Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Right. Oh, is that Jeff Bezos? That's Whole yes, Foods. Yes, they are owned by Jeff- Amazon. Damn yeah, it. you're right. Austin's pissed. You're right. Well, we have Travis Mejia uh, on the podcast. Travis is, uh, we do the Deja Vu podcast whenever we feel like it, I guess now. Whenever it's convenient for both of us right. at the same yes. time, yeah. which isn't very often. No, I'm still trying to adjust with my work, and you got you got baby, you got kid. Kids, I do, you uh, may, uh, <clears throat> may catch a little... A little little smidge of their sound coming from outside I'm, the door here. I do hear it, but it's okay. I'm not too distracted. It's not much I can do about it, bud. No, so. it's fine. <laughs> We're no, going to have to fight through. It's fine. Adam, how are you doing? Trey, doing fine. That's good, man. It's good to botch you some time there to do whatever. <laughs> I know. I was trying to I was trying to cough and you had to just give me a short answer. You weren't you weren't yeah. helping your co host. I'm sorry. Out. I'm sorry. That's my bad. I'll said. I'll take the L on that one. Right. I don't know. I feel like Trey should have had a follow up ready. Yeah. 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 I think you are the uh the interviewer of the podcast, right? 
I guess. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm a good interviewer. I always get nervous when I interview people. Has Adam, have you ever interviewed Jerry Jones? Uh, I, I can't say I have. And I got to say, Trace, the interviewer. I've asked the podcast, him a question in the middle of an like answer. interview. In the, I guess I interviewed But it's a question yeah. a lot of people wanted to know the answer to. <laughs> That's fair. Is how is Tony Romo's back doing coming into the season? <laughs> You were so right. You, you were right. All you wanted that of that answer. Too. It was. He, that was his last year? I'm going to say it was. I don't think it was, but I'm going to say it was. He had so many back injuries, it's hard to tell. Yeah, hard to tell. Travis, back- what were you for Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually the turkey, the turkey giblets. The turkey. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and the turkey giblets. Yeah, yeah, all of that. What What were you for Halloween? <laughs> dad no i didn't wear a costume i was uh i was slightly overweight dad that mm. lurks in the back that was me that was what me. were the kids uh so the little one was a lion and the five-year-old was his tamer so yeah we had a nice now it's a nice theme going this year yeah all right it was actually the first year we took uh took my daughter like really trick-or-treating on halloween it went mm-hmm. much better than i expected that's good did you did was, they pick out the costumes or did you guys just pick them out? I had little to no input on the costume decision. That would be uh my lovely wife that made okay. that decision, thank God, because okay. I just don't care. All right. I was uh hoping for some sort of movie thing. I thought maybe we could do something there, but uh Lion and Tamer. That one barely got here. Like all the ah. good stuff was uh was very much taken or like a hundred dollars. And I just am not spending a hundred dollars on thin clothing for one night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Adam and me and Austin Guttery were, uh, all dressed up as a character from our favorite film of the year. Uh, dear Evan Hansen, the, the titular character, dear, uh, Evan titular. Hansen, the titular. Uh, so we all had casts that, had uh connor wrote his name on him we all Wait, had, you were all evan hansen we were all evan hansen yeah <laughs> let me send you the picture travis okay we, yeah i gotta i gotta see thinking about it now i i should have got some deer antlers yeah would that, was that, a would good that idea. have been funny who that said been funny? to do that because i think uh i think for maybe i forgot who it was just that that said it was that would be a funny idea but um Anyway, did anybody know who y'all were? <laughs> yes, I think everyone kind of did. They were all like, "Oh, there's there's Evan Hansen right there." It's a Tony Award-winning play. Yeah, Travis. man, come on. That's and it's the same actor, right? Like it's the same. Uh, Evan Hansen is the same on stage and on on screen. Right, exactly. And so we <laughs> so we had it nailed down to a yeah. T. Like just like him. we're all in our thirties, so you've all got your 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 polos on and your khakis yeah. in the cast. There you go. That cast was a bitch to take off. Oh really? Mine slipped yeah. right off. No problem. Yeah, mine was too tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, was put on by a real doctor. Yours looks like the most I, I, legit one. Really? Yeah, I might have put it too. Made it too tight. Well, I the gauze, cut it off. the like stretchy gauze that. I think we all used. Yeah. Uh, slowly gets tighter throughout the entire night. Uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah. Just squeezing you just yeah, a little bit harder, just so you never quite get comfortable. <laughs> like yeah, soon, exactly. All right. There's this is, no this real is way squeezing. to adjust. Yeah. It, it's just, just like a snake, just 
slowly pinching your arm all night. I gotta yeah, say, look- Trey, you do look incredibly uncomfortable. So I believe that your uh, your cast might have been a little tighter than the other fellas. Well, we're all giving it. I look really obese in that picture, by the way. Uh, we were all trying to do our best, like Evan Hansen look, where he's just sad. He's just a sad guy. He's a sad, sad guy. guy. <laughs> well, we're here to talk two things. But Travis, we have you on to talk uh, the Sopranos movie, the Many Saints of Newark. But we first need to talk about the probably the biggest. Well, I, I don't know about the one of the biggest movies of the year, uh, Dune, directed by Denis Villeneuve. We don't have Austin on, but that's fine because I know Austin read the book. Adam, did you read the book? Dune. I, I read the book. I have the book right here. Oh, great! We don't need Austin. We got you. Look at that. There you go. Look at that. Look, it's the they're movie all there. adaption. They're all here. <laughs> they're all there. They're yeah. all here. Uh, how did you like? That is a there's a thick ass thick little book. Yeah, so I read Quite this book. A read. I read this book in a, a, like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. I I had tried to read it when I was 16, because um, my friend in high school was like, "Dude, they have like shields and they fight," and I was <laughs> like, "That's that's pretty cool." This was like pre Goofy in Kingdom Hearts, where you're like a shield uh-huh. as a weapon. Uh-huh. No way. Uh-huh. Uh, I was like, okay, I'll read this, and I, I couldn't. Can I stop you? Yes. Are you a big Kingdom Hearts guy, Adam? Uh, I'm a big fan of Goofy in Kingdom Hearts, obviously. <laughs> okay. No, I've, I I played I, I played Kingdom Hearts when I was a kid. Uh huh. That's it. Uh, okay. Uh, are, you, are you so you're not like you're not you weren't excited for the third one. Oh, like, are you asking if I have, you know, some sort of keyblade in the room? <laughs> yes, right I'm asking that. Where's your keyblade? <laughs> uh, 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 no. No. Okay. I, don't know. Right. I haven't played it since I was a kid, but okay. will I quote that Donald is a little... And, uh... Whoa, well, hold on. You confused the shield? Out. What, about, what about Donald? He's a little wizard man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he uses magic. Yeah. These are... These are just common things. You can go. You team up with. No, I know all about the Kingdom Hearts. You got the mm, darkness. You got. Seems, seems like oh, yeah, the darkness is there. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, <laughs> I tried to read this book. Couldn't do it. It's it's hard. There's the beginning of it, is just a lot of fake made up words. Right. Um. We we did the '84 Dune movie, maybe two years ago. Yeah, we did do that um, movie. Yeah, and that is very much a, hey, we're just going to put up a bunch of text where you have to read mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff and be like, all right, I grasp mm-hmm. all of this. Um, but this time I was like, all right, I'm going to read it for the movie. I went, I read it. Uh, the first time I saw it, I, I knew that they were talking about doing it in two parts and that it hadn't really been approved but i had like an idea because i read the book about where i thought they were going to leave it off mm-hmm. and we went and saw it opening night at the alamo draft house and the guys came and dropped off the check which means you know there's 40 minutes left right and i was like they are not even close they're going to speed through so much stuff and it made me super anxious mm-hmm. <laughs> the entire end of it and they ended it way earlier um, hmm. so I, the first time I watched it did not enjoy it as much because I was just like freaking, I was psyching myself out okay. about it. 
Um, that's but, interesting. Uh, then I saw it the second time, and I was like, all right. Okay. This slaps. I will say as somebody that had like almost no prior Dune knowledge, I did think I felt like it ended rather abruptly. (laughs) For sure. Like it ends on a like it's not a big point moment. Like 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 it's kind of like they have like a small fight in front of a few a few people like an basically like an unimportant character that you just don't have any relationship with a guy who was just introduced. Right. Right. And so, yeah, that's why I was like. I was what waiting for here? it to keep to go to another a twenty point. minutes to finish right, exactly. to finish up. Uh, and, one question: uh, Are Zendaya's perfume commercials are they in the book, or was that added for the film? <laughs> uh, they're they're in the book. It's okay, not okay. as much her focused, I would say. <laughs> but uh, considering how much she would be in the movie otherwise. Uh, if right. you're going to have the star of Euphoria, you might uh, as well use her and right. just get her to stare longingly mm-hmm. a few times, right. maybe three or four or five, nice. maybe. I thought it was really funny uh, because we saw it at Alamo Draft House, and they did do the, uh, you know, in the pre before the previews, the Zendaya is Mishi YouTube video. Yeah. That was pretty good. You could do that with this movie. Yeah, with all the with all the names that these guys have. So, <clears throat> talking about the characters, I do think, and I love the movie. I absolutely loved it, but I, I do think the one of the big. Uh, I'm sorry, I was I was just upset about the question. <laughs> I think maybe the one issue it does have is just, and I know a lot of the characters die. Spoiler alert. Uh, but I think the movie it doesn't have really memorable characters. I don't think like I I feel like the mom character is good and I feel like uh, 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 Paul is kind of your prototypical hero hero journey you know I think it's been compared to Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and with those movies I feel like they had better more interesting characters with this it's sort of you know you have your bad guy you have your hero you have um the father father not even just a father figure you have you know you have this old wise guy javier bardem um you know you have your kind of your tentpole characters for a hero story but i don't find any of them that interesting maybe almost feels like there's too many of them with not enough like screen time I think for also, all of them to go around. Sure. And a lot of just big name actors, which somewhat takes you sort out of Sort of distracting, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. oh. Because then you're like, all these guys are important. <laughs> right. And it's yeah, like, oh, like it's. You, uh... you go down the list and like, I mean, every one of these names are fairly recognizable to one of the top 20 stars in the world right now you know know, like timothy chalamet rebecca ferguson oscar isaac zendaya jason momoa uh josh brolin javier right before you even get to josh brolin and javier bardem like you're already naming off five six stars that are just massive right i think i think dave batista comes in and screams for like one (laughs) scene and then isn't seen again really he's he's like fighting maybe right like in the background um all those characters, kind of not all of them because some of them die, um, but they have more import later on. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is a lot of characters. It's a lot of 
there's a lot of things uh, that are going on. One of the things that the that is the most accurate thing that I've heard so far. There you go. There are a lot, a lot of, of things that are going on in this movie. There's a lot, listen, there, there's space travel. You got to figure it all out. Um, one of the things about the book and the movie that I think is kind of interesting is that, um, and I, I guess they kind of do this in the Matrix. They don't hide that it's uh, that he's the yeah he's the guy right ever. <laughs> like it's like no right away yeah. this is the dude it's not like ever luke skywalker almost where it's like oh he's just he's just a kid on some small desert planet right. and, and then he goes and finds his power or whatever uh immediately and they go and they talk a little bit about the benny Gesserit, like planting the stories about him maybe being that so there's kind of a plausible thing uh about paul not being you know, the one who saves the planet or whatever. Um, but they go and they just kind of say, no, this is kind of what this is. Um, and you're going to be along for the ride mm-hmm. while it happens. Uh, I would say that so much of the book is kind of internal stuff with, especially with Paul and Jessica, the mom, um, and so those characters, I think, are more more interesting in the book. Obviously, Jessica, I think, is a little a little weepy in the movie, mm-hmm. where she's just like super badass in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, there's not there's not a ton of like whatever. You know, Oscar like character, <clears throat> yeah, isn't super. And Oscar Isaac is is an amazing mm-hmm. actor. He's like. Say what you want about the Star Wars movies, but you know his Poe Poe Dameron was a pretty good character, like really good character. One of the high points character. for sure. You know, uh, he, he's a very um, like he's very memorable in the stuff he's in. But and I felt like he was, I thought he was very solid in this. Like yeah, he was one solid. of the few. He was one of the few that like, like I couldn't quite like. On a lot of the scenes, it was you know either hard to follow or I'm just trying to catch up with all the information that's coming at me, but like. His scenes, there was just something about maybe it's just him, but like he was very fetching, and I was I was very I was very one. He was one of the few characters that I was like invested in mm-hmm. throughout the I guess first half of the movie, and and that's how it's built, obviously. But like the other ones were just harder to just sort of attach any care to. Either they weren't there long enough, or the, their like role wasn't clearly defined yet. Uh, but I, I thought he I thought he was one of the high points. Yeah, <clears throat> I I think once the uh, city they're in, and maybe Adam, if you want to give like a rundown of the of the movie itself, maybe a, just a quick synopsis. Uh, sure, I can I can do my best. Um, so House Atreides <clears throat> is uh, been given control of the planet Arrakis by the Emperor. Uh, it's where ten thousand years in the future. Um, they're kicking out the Harkonnens, who are the evil group. The Emperor is removing the Harkonnens, putting in House Atreides in order to take control of the planet where Spice, the most like valuable thing in the world, is held. Um, it helps them do space travel and all, all kinds of stuff. Um, but it's basically a trap. Uh, the idea is that the emperor has been fearing Oscar Isaac 
for his basically abilities <laughs> um, and wants to remove him. Uh, so he brings them to Arrakis where there is no satellites or any way for anybody else to watch in order to then. I didn't think there were give... satellites, period. They just don't because... have 5G. Yeah, no, because no, isn't for the sure. whole deal is that there's no technology? It's not that there's no technology. There's no, AI. There's, no, there's no artificial intelligence yet. Okay. Um, basically, there's there's no monitoring on Arrakis. Um, and so they go. They the Emperor then gives his warriors to the Harkonnens in order to kill off House Atreides. Um, Duke Leto's son, Paul, who's the main character, uh, is. Timothy Chalamet, he's been trained by his mother, who is this sort of witch. It's a witch, ben, witch Benny Gesserit. Of a witch. Um, and she's a witch. Basically, what they've been doing, this group of witches has been planning all along to take over for years. They've been kind of crossing bloodlines and making the right choices in order to eventually create the one person who is going to go and take over the entire empire. And uh, basically, the Paul's mother, Jessica, went against their orders to only have girls to say, no, I'm having a boy. My boy's going to be the one. So they go, they test him to see if he's ready. And that's the Dom... Uh, Gom Jabbar scene in the beginning that's become the meme with the, where he puts his hand in the box. Um, and then they, they kind of go forward from there. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so pretty much uh, I, I think the movie needs to – and I think they did a good job of uh, giving all this information out. A lot of it was sort of like Timothy Chalamet kind of studying, and that was kind of a good way <laughs> to present the information. I thought the information – and again, I saw the movie, the first one. Though I don't remember too much of it, but uh, I do. I, I feel like you know you could get some basis of of what 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 it's about. But I think it picks up once the the uh, there's this huge attack on right. uh, the their base and their and then Paul and his mother are on the run pretty much. And I right. think after that it kind of turns into a classic on the run adventure kind of movie. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think from there like. I think um, from there it was very. I mean, I thought the first part was enjoyable, but I thought it got really enjoyable once that started, you know. And yeah. uh, I, I think uh, Vene Delanuve is. I feel like they're gonna have to make all these sci-fi movies in the future because I just I feel like he gets it. And there was a great uh, a quote from him. He was talking about the that one scene we just mentioned. And the, uh, what is it called? The something bar? Ganja bar. Ganja bar. And he said Hell like, yeah. and he said like, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> ganja. And he said, I made this movie for one audience member myself. And uh, all the, the Marvel idiots are like, well, you make it for the fan. Well, like, that's the best. <laughs> As a creator, that's the best mindset you can have is you make something you would want to watch. You make something that you would be proud of, right? Not something that the studio execs say, this is what we need to do. And uh, I think, 
yeah, I just there's you can definitely feel like Blade Runner and Arrival in this movie. That you know a lot of uh, these shots of spaceships coming out of the water with this epic Hans Zimmer score. I can watch that shit yeah. for days. <laughs> Give me that. He loves spaceships going up. Yeah, spaceships going down. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna land. We're gonna walk off. Things are gonna be bad ass. Yeah, you're just gonna hear this humongous score in the background. And uh, yeah, I I really like the scope of it a lot. I think I see the comparison to both Lord of the Rings and Star Wars because it has the um, I guess the space motif of Star Wars. It has sort of the story more so like with Star Wars with the uh, hero's journey, but it has that scope of Lord of the Rings, that epic yeah. scope and, you know, these epic exotic locations and all that stuff. So I, I it, it really worked for me as a great, um, great adventure movie. You know, I, I really did enjoy it, especially when it kind of picked up. I thought Jason Momoa was okay. I didn't think he was horrible. I know people said he wasn't great, but I thought he was. He was, he was fine. Good. I don't. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's tough to ask uh, for a great acting performance out of Jason Momoa. Sure. Like, yes. He's, like he's action guy. He's right. not. He's not Daniel Day Lewis. Like if that's what you want, then you're you're not gonna get it. Right. Uh, they could have. They could have let him keep the beard the whole the whole movie. That yeah, that's been... rough. I didn't. Like, I had no idea how, how, how did... big of a difference that made. What a, <laughs> Who let Jason Momoa have pudgy face? Like, that, gotta, well, it's like Keanu Reeves was the same thing. Like he cuts his beard off. He's got like droopy dog cheeks, you know. Like it's, it's a so weird. Huge chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a just a boxer's chin. Some people chin, just need guy. to have beards, you know. Yeah, no, beards are better for a lot of people. That's yeah. true. I'm 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 one of those people that just needs to have a beard to not look like a fat idiot. That's what fat people do. They grow the beard. Look at Sean. All right. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it. All right. Um, but yeah, I I guess what did you think, Travis, of not, not having any prior knowledge of what this movie was about at all? Uh, I enjoyed the back half of the movie a lot more mm-hmm. than the front half. Uh, I think that's always my always one of my my things is because like I guess you just get more into it by the end of the movie. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it was fine. It's not like... Uh, I would not put it in the pantheon of films that I was wowed by or anything. Like it was mm-hmm. fine. It was good. I enjoyed I enjoyed the back half quite a bit. It was it was huge. Like I have to give it credit for just the like vastness of this world and the story that they're that they're telling and it's mm-hmm. super ambitious to like <clears throat> set it up the way they did and like in the film where they did to have like what seems like the bulk of action still to come. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I thought I would probably get through the whole thing and just be like, "All right, well, that was kind of a waste of time for me." But I, I liked it. Yeah, mm. especially they, they left it where they did without having a sequel confirmed. Right. Like they were, <laughs> they were making sure. Like, imagine how hilarious it would be to have the last line of the movie be, "This is only the beginning," <laughs> and then just never have another movie. Turns out we didn't do so good in the box office. So <laughs> right. Exactly. That's the last yeah. one. Just he had to be confident that it was going to be good. Villeneuve. Yeah, I, and I think, like, he hasn't... I don't know. I mean, I guess Blade Runner was technically... Uh, did not do well at the box office, but... I think you know, Arrival did, Oscars and stuff. Yeah. Oscar, I, yeah. Uh, Arrival was, was huge. I, yeah. I just think he's like a... Like what you were saying, he's like, no, I'm making this for me. Yeah. Uh, 
Also, the movie cost less than Disney's Jungle Cruise yeah, to make. I think it cost less than Black Widow. What? Yeah. Right. That's yeah. So nuts. Yeah. yeah. So we're definitely making another one because that's straight profit. If, uh, if that's if that's how the numbers work out. Yeah. That's uh, that's crazy. Just off of, off a of hype alone, they were gonna make that money back if they're making if they made it for less than those. Dang. Mm. Yeah. So uh, the second well, one. It's been I, greenlit. Yeah. Yeah. Second one's greenlit now, so that's that's good. Um, did you see? I mean, I mean, in talking about how how huge it is, did you see some of Denny's quotes about people watching it on HBO Max? No, but I want to hear them. Might have been one said, of those people. Well, I mean, I'm not going to hate available. on it because it's available. It's also been great for the movie in that it's become part of the conversation. Yeah. Where, like, a, a movie can go out and do nothing, uh, but, like, people have access to the actual footage to make, like, memes and stuff of, mm-hmm. and then people are like, Hearing about Dune constantly, yeah. he's like, okay, right. maybe I'll what check you, this out. What's your Dune in my swamp? It's what yeah. Shrek. That's so great. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he said it was like uh, having a speedboat and putting it in a bathtub, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is pretty good. Yeah. That's I, look, it's like it's you're your, taking it's your baby, it from right? Like, you get you're it. taking it from like IMAX down to streaming quality, mm-hmm. like. Like, right. Even when I hit play on it, I was like, this is not going to be as cool as if I was sitting in a theater, but right. like. I'm just going to watch the movie. I'm just going to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Kids screaming. Kids crying. No, I was saying when you're watching to... Dune. Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, I uh, I do work from home, so I have a lot of time during the yeah. day to just kind of put So you were putting movies. it on while you were working. Oh. Yeah, I was I would say uh I would say I was I was leaning more towards the watching than the working uh-huh. okay. <laughs> during that one, but yeah, no. You should just watch it on your phone. Oh, that would be perfect on an that airplane. Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be great. Watch that's that's the, the ideal setting to right. watch Dune in. Right, the top screen of your DS. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a PSP if you can find one that'll yeah. play it. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see what they do with the sequel. Again, I've not read the book. Maybe I will. I don't know. It's uh, it's hard for me to read, guys. I'm illiterate, so I can't do that. But uh. I'm I'm interested to see. I know he wants to do a third one, Dune Messiah. Have you read that one, Adam? I haven't read Dune Messiah, um, but it uh, <laughs> uh, what I what I know about the story and kind of where it goes, um, not probably not ideal. Probably not a feel good ending for everybody. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So I'd be interested to see. If they do that, apparently the books, it's like the first one's great. Then you have to get through like four other books to get to a really good ending. But it's also like way, way in the future with different characters and stuff oh, okay. like that. Yeah. Um, so I've been debating it. Maybe maybe I will read it. But so we'll are see. they are they basically just planning to like do the first book then as of now? That I think is the plan and i think that they may incorporate some stuff from the second book in to the second half of uh of the movie is my understanding um stuff also gets really weird at the end of the second uh, at the end of the first book like there's one specific character that i'm like i don't i don't know how they're gonna <laughs> how they're gonna, gonna do this this all um because have, there's like they have goofy whatever it's there? like a it's a yeah, Koofy's there. <laughs> there he's the uh, shield. He's like gorge. <laughs> um, 
Oh, I hear it's a spice. Ooh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So I'm I'm interested because they kind of it's a sci-fi book from the 1960s. Oh, so okay, okay. So there's some some weird stuff. I mean, some wild there... ideas of what the future might hold. <laughs> um, I. There might be a, a woman who maybe isn't treated that well, but it's okay because it's the 1960s. Well, is it? that that is pulled pulled out of the uh, <laughs> of this of the first half in the first movie. Uh, just some stuff like, oh, I know, like maybe maybe we don't need to have the Baron rape he, male children. Well, you and, did and need this. to have that in the David Lynch movie. You did need that. Not yeah, this no, one. That wasn't that. But Sting yeah, was also him, not in this one either. Sting was not in that one. No. And I, I think they combined a couple characters. I can think they combined Sting and somebody else from the first yeah. movie, and that's going to be uh, Dave Batista. But um, maybe, maybe Dave I'm wrong. Dave Batista does not look like Sting. Dave Batista does not look like Sting. You're right. Slightly different builds. <laughs> slightly. Slightly. Uh yeah, I, I liked it. I uh, gave it four and a half stars, maybe. I think. Did you letterbox it? I letter I letterboxed everything I watched, Travis. Okay, so yes, good. I letterboxed it. Good. I'm okay. still working on writing down all the films that I watched. Not reviewing, just writing them down. Just writing them down. Keeping Do it. a pad folio. I need to get something going. I've watched. I bet you I've watched a hundred movies in the last three months. Wow. That might Write be down. High, but I don't think it's that high watched a bunch of movies lately okay that's we're we're the the original letterbox podcast yeah that's what i hear that's what i hear uh yeah no i gave it i gave it four and a half as well i was super excited for this movie uh it's it's super faithful to the book while still also i think working on its own as a movie Mm -hmm. i was afraid that people who did not have, you know, background in it would be completely, completely lost. But everybody I've talked to seems like they kind of get it. Because one of the things that I asked, like my wife, when we saw it, was just like, "All right, what happened?" Mm-hmm. And then had her explain it to me. I was like, "Yeah, pr- yeah, pretty it, much nailed it. A lot of details, but the story's pretty simple. It's yeah. like the uh, guys, or there's a planet that has good stuff on it. They need to get the good stuff. They get fucked over, and now the two people are on the run. And I don't feel like they spend a ton, a ton of time just like, all right, here's the exposition. Like, this is all the yeah. stuff. And, and like, and like, you know, like they do though, a good job. Oh, go ahead. Well, just they do a good job yeah. of just giving you the bits and pieces that you need kind of spread out. They're not like over explaining right. every single detail. They're kind of just right. letting you live in the world and right. take in what what information you take in. Right. And I know you did say that they didn't put enough time in explaining how important water was. That was yes. a complaint to you. That's that's another thing. Uh yeah. Water is they they do like a spin. two minute sequence on the suits, but Right. They do the suit stuff and then they do where Javier Bardem spits and they're like, Oh, he gives you his moisture. But at least in my theater, people were like laughing at it. Like yeah, it was a, um, it was a is, little fun. Yeah. Like no, I mean it's supposed to be like an yeah. awkward moment where they don't quite understand each other. Um, but it's also just like water is driven home super much in the book, being like, "Hey, like everything that they do is for water." Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for uh, for that, Adam. 
and Travis. Uh, we have Travis on. Uh, the main I am reason on. we have Travis on here, I think, is because Travis and I have a podcast where we talk television, uh, talk uh, old shows, Adam, that have been out and are no longer really being talked. Well, that's not true. What's our? What's they are our, being talked uh, about. We've that's come right. to a defined uh, year I think range. It's, I think it's 1998, 99. To like 2009. Yeah. Whatever like the end of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Right. That's a so you guys, you guys are gonna get to burn notice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might, well, we might do uh, Rizzoli and Isles. Next okay, second. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we just talk about TV shows from the aughts, pretty much. And uh, we did, we did Lost our first season. Uh, this we year we've been doing Breaking Bad. It'll probably spill over to next year. I bet. We're, it's I'm, November. I'm thinking we're running it, out of time. Would be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're uh, running out of time. But uh, last year we did The Sopranos, and uh, it was uh, I think oh. I was rewatching it since I watched it my first year at college. And you'd watched it before, right? Or you hadn't? I'd seen like half of it. I okay. so I watched up to like season four, and then just like didn't continue watching, not said, for any particular reason. You said forget about it. I said forget about it. Right. And uh, and so yeah, we uh, we yeah, did a whole uh, Sopranos. Whole That's Sopranos right. year, and uh, we kind of wanted to lead it up to when Many Saints in Newark was going to be released. Little did we know, a little, a little pandemic happened, Adam. You know, that's funny. A little COVID. All the best intentions. Well, COVID nineteen happened, uh, and so we did not get to do that. But now, uh, Many Saints in Newark has released. We have the Snyder cut, Adam. And yep. uh, we're bringing Travis on, and we're going to talk about it. So, Many Saints of Newark, it follows Christopher Montalsanti's dad, his daddy. Uh, what was his name? Uh, what's his name? Dickie. Dickie Montalsanti. It's him. It's young Tony Soprano. It's uh, the 60s. And... You want a uh, fun kinda... fact before you keep going? Because yes. it has it has to do with Multisanti. Let's hear it. So in Multisanti means many saints in Italian. <gasps> right? How much Crazy. fun did you guys have just now? I so had a much lot fun. of fun with that fact. That was a fun fact. I'm the facts, so glad. they were fun. The, the funnest facts. That was fun. But yeah, it follows um, him. Uh, we... Because they always talked about the 60s in The Sopranos. You always had flashbacks back to the 60s. It was always about Tony's childhood and the stuff that was going on back then. And so we now get to kind of see a part of it at least. But, yeah, we uh, get, not... what, probably three or four like straight scenes from stories from Tony in this yeah. movie? I mean, you see the moment where his dad gets arrested again. For, at like, the, the carnival. Time. Yeah, at the carnival. <laughs> um. You know, I was expecting um, Tony's dad falling down the steps. We don't. We get Junior falling down the steps and Dicky laughing, but we don't see. Uh, that might have been earlier in his life. I don't know. But yeah, we. You know, it. it I think they, maybe the issue. I think the issue is one. I don't think if you if you've never seen The Sopranos, you should not watch this movie. That's a great point. Sure. Uh, you're right. just talking about how like you didn't necessarily need the previous film or the book to like immerse yourself in Dune. 
Yeah. If you, you didn't go in, if you haven't watched the 88 episodes of Sopranos, you might be a little lost. Like, even if you have, with the way they did a lot of things, you still might be a little lost on they some were, pieces of this. They but... were trying to kind of do what they did with the show where, you know, you would have plot lines drop. You would have someone just kind of abruptly die or someone mm-hmm. or something happens that's not exactly the way you expect it to happen and maybe it wasn't you know but they were trying to do that in in a movie and i and i don't think a lot of it worked maybe you know no and they and david chase was very adamant like when they were putting the whole thing together that he wanted it to be film length he didn't want it to be two and a half three hours long and right. like the biggest criticism is, is you've got too much information and not enough screen time for right. everybody to fit in. And you're introducing all of these like characters that like you, like we just said, if you don't have prior knowledge of the Sopranos, you don't care. And there's right. not enough information given for you to like have any interest in some of these characters. Right. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Uh, Cause I think that was, that's what I liked most about it was seeing, you know, um, seeing, uh, uh, Olivia oh. Soprano and seeing mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, young Tony. The Olivia is so good. Yeah, she's it's so, so great in it. Uh, yeah, uh, what is that? What's her name? Uh, uh, Vera Farmiga. Vera, yeah, yeah, and she's fantastic in everything, but she was perfect. Nailed and hilarious at some yeah. points. And like, she was great. And uh, Corey Stoll, who plays Junior, I thought did a really good job. Yeah. Can, of, can we talk about Junior a little bit? I think I think we said in a in a past episode, Trey, we're we're going full spoiler, uh, in this in this thing. It's been out but, like it's not even on HBO Max anymore. So. <laughs> right. Um, just kind of before we get into the the big spoiler part of it, um, like <laughs> it is interesting to see <laughs> that the kind of decision with Junior was that he's always been kind of an idiot, <laughs> kind of as opposed kind of a, to as opposed to being teacher. like. Old in the age. show, it's kind of like, yeah, he's like he's losing old. it yeah. and is old, but he's acting like he's a, a, a like old a man, seventy-five who's year old it. man, <laughs> where he where he's like in his forties. He's just uh, always been a prickly bastard, and that's the whole thing, <laughs> right? Which makes the the shooting at the end amazing. That mm-hmm. was oh, kind of my favorite, like. In a show that kind of avoids fan service, it was very fan service. This this was super fan, like just yeah. like the Polly Walnuts and Silvio oh, yeah. impressions are just straight <laughs> the up whole, fanservice. The whole that's how it was sold to us, though. Is yeah. it like, hey, guess what? We're gonna do Young Tony, and mm. you're gonna have so much fun, Sopranos. Like, I mean, I always was, made I made you didn't think you were gonna get a snoop full of fan service from right. this thing. You just weren't paying attention. And I always right. made the joke, you're gonna get. You're gonna get a scene where it's gonna be Tony and then young Christopher as a baby, and Tony to, goes, "Got your nose," and they kind of got close to that. It, <laughs> they they didn't of... not do it <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You got a little, you know, you got a little bit of that foreshadowing in there for sure. Um, but yeah, I I think I got the most kick, and I did like the guy who played um, Dicky Montesanti. I thought he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually I liked uh, uh, Ray Liotta's second character more. I don't yeah, think I agree. liked uh, his the, the dad as much. 
the first character is kind of sucks. Right. Uh, and There's then there's no layers then, to it. It's just like a chauvinist idiot right. mobster. Like that's yeah. kind of all there is to yeah. it. Right. And uh, and then he dies, and you're like, okay, you don't have to do this. And like it's Ray Liotta, so it's like, all right, I'm I'm going for this one, and mm-hmm. like I'm I'm sucking all the gravity at everything. Right. Every scene he's in, yeah. it's the big, which isn't a problem. Like it's it's interesting, it's fun. It's like when he died, I was like, okay, this is good. And then immediately it's like, I'm his twin brother. <laughs> like, so initially oh, they, they were going to cast somebody else for the role. And I can't remember exactly what happened. But so he ends up doing both roles at separate times. So like he came back to do the uh, – Sal. was it Sal? Is that his name? Uh, yeah, Sal role. And he had lost like 30 pounds. He had a totally different haircut. Oh. And he came in with like a totally different vibe. I thought he killed the Sal. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Sal it's portrayal. So it was great. That was really, a very really good character, good. yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know. Do we want to talk about young Tony? I, we get a lot of little b- bits and pieces here and there. We see a whole bunch of different, you know, kind of characters we know. We have a little bit of Carmella at the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I would have liked to see a lot more. And Jackie. I think we did, yeah. Or was yeah. that Jackie or was that um I believe that was Jackie. I mean there's there's some Jackie, there's some Artie Buco. Yeah, I saw Artie, yeah. You get the whole the whole gang. The whole crew. Uh you know, I I think I would have loved to see more of the Tony stuff, and I think they're probably gonna do that as a series or something. Uh we it definitely feels about, like this isn't it. Yeah, it definitely didn't feel like this was it. When it's, it's sold as like a Soprano story, it's sort of like it intimates that there will be more Sopranos stories to come. I mean, I know David Chase has said that like there's nothing in the can or nothing like on the books to do, but like it felt like the whole time you either needed more of the Dickie Molasanti story right. or more and, of the Tony story. They were just he, with the uh, mashed the, together. The Leslie Odom character you needed more of that, you know, that kind right. of stuff. Like this big war mm-hmm. that seemed like it was brewing and. You know, you had the riots and you had all this stuff going on. And it didn't really go anywhere. Like that it almost big, felt like yeah, like that. There's so much that got left off or just not used with the riots and like the riots and it almost felt like it was it was only there to be a set piece to give you a time period mm-hmm. and a way to like get rid of Dick Malsanti's body. Like that's kind of all they really used it for. Like. They use it a little bit for Leslie Odom's like sort of like comeuppance and how he starts to turn against the Mulsanzis and stuff. But like there's a lot of meat left. I felt like all of the storylines had a lot of meat left on the bone. Yeah, yeah it feels like there's particular. there's like three parallel storylines. And, you know, kind of when you do that, you would want them to kind of intermix in a way that that mm-hmm. works. Um, and it never it never really happens it's like it no. it gets left at i don't know 75 percent. right right like i mean like, like once you get to the end well once you get to the killing at the end and like you know you kind of like or not the killing just like the end of the molasanti and uh i keep forgetting what leslie odom's like name is and the herald or something uh, like harold that. mcbrayer yeah harold like their story just kind of comes to an end there's no real like they don't have like a big blow. Like there's no, there was no real finite end to the the story that they just told between those two for an hour and a half. Right. Like they just, there just wasn't enough there. Felt like maybe we had three or four episodes 
of something that we could have put together. Right. Mini series. Yeah. Mini series for the mini saints is what I should think they should have done. Uh, I did think it was perfect and in very much in line with with the Sopranos that it was Uncle Junior, as you were saying, Adam. Oh, that yeah. did it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and that it was over nothing, right? It was yeah, over yeah. him getting laughed at, where yeah. he's just... and he was not even the only person laughing, <laughs> right? Right. That <laughs> yeah. that I will give it this. Uh, it definitely felt like I was watching a Sopranos episode. Like it, I felt like I was back in the Sopranos while watching it. Uh, it's probably the best compliment, other than the like four or five like really good performances I thought were in there. It's just, I just, there was just a lot of moving pieces and a lot of things that probably required a little bit more time in. So we can talk about young Tony Soprano played by uh, James Gandolfini's son, Michael Gandolfini. Yeah. I thought, uh, man, I thought he was very good. Uh, yeah. I, I, he's doing, know, yeah. And I mean, he's doing his dad yeah. uh, like super well. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's not. It's not even just like a looks thing. Like he's doing, he's doing the voice, he's nailing it. Um, and there's that, that one lot. line and, where he says, uh, "You always get me. You I'm always being accused." And so just like him, <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> I'm always perfect. being accused. Yeah, uh, I thought, yeah, yeah, mannerisms. I thought him, him and Vera Farmiga, like they yeah. did a really good job of taking the pieces from the characters from the original show, but still showing us something new as well. Like right. they were doing a better, like we were just talking about with junior junior just kind of seemed like the same guy that we saw in the Sopranos 40 years earlier. Whereas they did seem like there was some progression, obvious yeah. some progression yeah, yeah, from yeah. Michael Gadolfini to Tony, but like uh, Vera, the same thing. Like they, they took like a, a toned back version, but you still see all the underneath, like, uh, things at work in their head that are, that turn them into who they become. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, uh, David Chase even kind of had to tell him through filming, Hey, tone it back a little bit, tone it back a little bit, you know, for, uh, Michael Gandolfini. But no, I thought I, I, I could, it's weird. Cause it's like, you know, fan service is bad. You shouldn't rely on all this, but it's like, man, I, I just want a show with young Tony Soprano and young Vera, it, you know, uh, everybody, uh, what not Vera, uh, um, yeah, that's her name, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, Vera from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just uh, all, all those characters kind of just like I would just like more of that, you know? I mean, I, I would even though like I didn't love the movie, like 100% I'd be there for a, oh, yeah. a series starting tomorrow with yeah. these same people playing with the same writers with the same obviously David Chase. But like, yeah, it was. Yeah, I just, it, it was fun. Like, it was I not fun a, a great it was maybe not a great movie, but it did not soil Sopranos at all. It didn't no, even soil right. like, you know, if, yeah, like what you're saying, Travis, like if they came tomorrow with a series with all the same people, I'd be down. It just yeah. felt like it was just maybe, you know, not as put together as it should be as a, as a movie. Mm-hmm. It felt like they're still I got, in TV mode. I got more enjoyment out of a movie at this level than any other, like, sure. like the movie, the movie is not off. good. But like, whatever. I didn't care. Right. Like it, it's, it's its own. It's the Sopranos, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I just liked being back in that, yeah, in that world. And mm-hmm. it's not like it was horrible. Like there's, no, a, there's yeah. a ton of enjoyable stuff. It could have been so much worse. Yeah, so right. much oh, worse. Yeah, like, much. It, 
for like the expectations that were set out for this thing, like I think it did about as well as it probably could have. Like, I mean, like we said, like maybe if you spend a little bit more time here or there, maybe the product at the end of the day is a little bit better. But I think they did about as good as they probably could have. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, like people like to compare it to uh, El Camino. I do mm -hmm. think there's a bit of a difference. Um, I mean, of course there is. But I, I do think El Camino was a better movie. But I also think that's just because you're kind of you're, you're tying up the loose end of a, of a character. Right. And, you're just picking you're up able, where Breaking yeah. Bad left off with, right, with exactly. El Camino. Yeah. In which this is like kind of having to set up a whole new world in a way. Mm -hmm. It's still familiar, but it's a whole new world. Yeah. But um yeah, it's it's a And of course it's gonna get it's gonna get compared. Yeah. I mean the, the series get compared, they're tied at, yes, at the hip, they are. you know, like they're all in a, anything that either one of them do, because I mean I mean, I suppose there could be more things that come out of the Breaking Bad world outside of Better Call Saul and El Camino. Um, I don't know what it might be, but they're always going to be compared to each other, especially if they continue doing similar things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't remember what I gave it, but I, I think mainly it's just if you've seen the if you like The Sopranos, uh, watch it. If you've never seen The Sopranos, don't watch it. <laughs> Or watch The Sopranos, listen yeah, to our podcast, the and then listen to this podcast. Yes, I agree, Travis. You're right. You should watch The Sopranos, <laughs> listen to our podcast we did last year. Read read the episode-by-episode episode book. Yeah, right. Get the Seppenwall yeah, book. Seppenwall, get the Seppenwall yeah. book, and then, and, then yeah, just Then you'll be there. set for Many Saints of Newark. Right, right exactly. You'll be set. You'll be all good. 88 hours of TV and maybe a cool <laughs> 50, 60 hours of reading, and you're right there ready for Many Saints of Newark. All right, before we take off, is there anything you guys have been watching at all? I know, Travis, you've watched a ton. Is there anything that stands out to you as something you'd want to talk about quickly? Uh, So I've been watching a lot of horror the last couple of weeks. Okay. I watched the whole Conjuring universe. The universe? Uh, Conjurverse. Conjurverse. Yeah, the Conjurverse, if you will. Conjurverse, if you mm -hmm. will. Ten pole movies, much better than the spinoffs, I will say that. Okay. Uh, also a uh, Vera Farmiga uh vehicle okay. but i watched two in particular that stand out for different reasons and they're kind they kind of have the same vibe uh i watched tusk a couple of weeks ago okay Ooh, kevin smith kevin, smith, kevin smith yeah and uh that was an experience that's kind of what i'm gonna leave tusk at i know everything about tusk but i've not watched it i've kind of it's like uh it's almost like a lighter funner I, human centipede i kind of I, I believe kind of haven't watched anything Kevin Smith's done since like Clerks Two. Yeah, I watched I watched Red State. Oh, um, I did watch Red State. I did watch. Red I think State. I think that the Tusk. I believe they made up the plot on a podcast. It is about that. A totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I I wouldn't say it was good, but it it I watched the whole thing and was interested. Yeah, <laughs> it. it one specific thing looks very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, uh, yeah, no. That was a. Uh, it was. It was pretty shocking. Like it was. I knew what I was getting into, and I was. I I I like read about the movie for like a week before I decided to hit play on it, but didn't check out any screen grabs or anything because I read I've the seen synopsis this, I've and I was like, it. I want to see it in real time. I need to watch it. You should watch it. It's it's. Only I'm a like little worried minutes. about Kevin Smith's style. Cause like I really am, I do need to rewatch all. Cause I was huge View Askew guy back in the day. I think you were too, Adam. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was. And uh, I'm just a little worried about re-watching any of those movies or watching his newer stuff. That's going to just be like, oh, this is not good. Oh, uh, uh, like let's see. Okay. Clerks 3 coming out. Uh, well, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back reboot came out. Did you watch that? I did not. I didn't either. Two other uh, gems that I found were Creep, uh, which is uh, dupli- or Duplis. That, yeah. Fantastic. First one's I, a little bit better than the second one, but really, really good and short, super short. They're both on Netflix. It's uh, awesome. And then I watched Green Inferno yesterday, and that was gross. Okay. I couldn't finish my lunch. Um, that's sort of the yeah, it's the uh, what's his name? Not Edgar Wright. Eli Roth. Eli Roth. Yeah, both E R E R. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of the Cannibal Holocaust movie. Yeah, it sure yeah. was. It sure yeah. was. <laughs> and they definitely picked the fat guy to eat first. Oh, they did? I want to see Spoilers, maybe, guy. but they definitely cooked and eat the fat guy Can I just find the YouTube video of them eating the fat guy? Surely you can. Okay. Surely you can. I'm going to look that up. It's Are a, you, it, you're going to add that to your uh, your YouTube <laughs> history track? Yes. And what else I may have seen on there? Look there for it there on is Twitter perfect and like explanations for all those searches. Okay. <laughs> There's perfectly good explanations for all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, what have you been watching? Uh, I went and I saw Last Night in Soho. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Uh, first hour is better than the second hour, I would say. Uh, big Edgar Wright fan. Uh, not my favorite movie. Okay. There. That's uh, that's sort of the summary. That's, I, that's I still my... see it. Thing. There's Better a lot of than just Baby Driver or worse than Baby Driver. I would say worse than Baby Driver. Edgar Wright just loves playing music for you, though. Yeah, he's just he... like, hey, I just, I just want to play some songs that I like for you guys. Just play um, some tunes, man. Just a lot of the second half of the movie is a lot of like big eyes. I'm scared. Oh, like the movie that you watched. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot like Big Eyes starring. Christoph Waltz. Um, no, well, I thought Kinsley, you were just referencing Anya Taylor Joy's well, like her, giant eyes. She has giant <laughs> eyes. Thomason McKenzie, who is the the main character, has small mouth, smaller Ooh. eyes, but she's making big eyes because she's she's scared <laughs> the entire second half of the movie. Okay, is it time travel based? Yes, uh, sort sort of. Okay, I mean it's. She has visions from the past. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, uh, so she she's like a a fashion student. She goes to London. Uh, she is in a apartment and then like has dreams about this woman back in the back in the sixties who was trying to be a singer and ends up going into like prostitution basically. Nice. So that's that's. The, the most basic I can make. Heartwarming story. Um, anything else you've watched, Adam? I watched Chinatown, which is supposed to be a yeah, classic. You didn't like that? You hated it. I did. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I don't have much to say about it. Okay. Move on. All, all right. Damn it. Uh, okay. Move on. Moving uh, on. Uh, okay. Um. Uh, I guess that's it. 
Uh, Next I, question, re- interviewer. I will watch. Uh, not we watch. Rewatch uh, the Exorcist. I saw that back in like high Ooh. school, and uh, I haven't seen that again. in a long time. Yeah, not as horrifying and scary as I remembered it. You know, and I think that's just because my brain has been desensitized to everything nowadays. Uh, I definitely I was... find that with like the old classic gore movies mm-hmm. are just scary like they like those tropes have just been used so many times yeah. you just it's hard to just like like uh uh oh it's what's michael myers which one is that halloween it's halloween what's the other one nightmare on elm street and yeah, then nightmare what's the that's freddy krueger what's the all the the, the the like holy triumvirate those three movies have friday just 13th. been friday the 13th like they've just been so scary, copied though. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've just been so copied. Like you've seen these tricks a million times. It's kind of well, hard to like I, put yourself back there. And I think too. I think the thing that really terrified me the most back then was the little like subliminal things that would pop up here and there. But this time around, I knew they were coming. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that doesn't really do anything for me anymore. You know? Yeah. So that that might have been it as well. Um, also, I just don't believe in God. So there you go. Just an atheist. So it doesn't really affect me. Doesn't affect me. I don't know. I'm kidding about that. Uh, but, uh, which which part? I I don't know. I'm not an atheist. I don't think. (laughs) I don't think I am. All right. I Uh, I still see the, like, the, like, uh, demon and, uh, and haunting stuff still scares me. Like those, that's one of the few things that like still at night, I'll be like, I don't think I really want to go into this dark right. part of the house because right. I just watched this movie about this. But like watching like Green Inferno or like anything else that's not a haunting, I, it doesn't really do much for me on the scare mm-hmm. scare rating anymore. I don't know if I really get scared at movies. That's the thing. I don't know. I I like them. I like horror movies and I like watching mm-hmm. them and I find them interesting. And I like more kind of weird and disturbing stuff. I think like. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really like like body horror movies. Um, that's sort of what I really enjoy. Uh, I need to watch Possessor. I think it is. It's David Cronenberg's son. I told my sister she should watch it. She did, and I have not watched it yet. But uh, I might have to watch that. Uh, I, I don't know. I like. Um, you know, I really liked uh, like Hereditary and Midsummer, mm-hmm. which Midsummer is a little body horrorish. Uh, yeah, at times. Um, one scene in particular, but uh, there's a know. couple of scenes that definitely stick out. Yeah, yeah, uh, like that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So you uh, like mutilation of the human flesh? I is do what you're like saying. mutilation of the human flesh. Thank you, Travis. I do. Yeah, I do like yeah. that. Do, you're gonna want to look up that scene of the fat guy getting. I'm gonna watch like it. it right after this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's there's some news. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is an NFT about a Pulp Fiction scene. Are we, so... are we really talking about Quentin Tarantino's NFTs? <laughs> I'm just letting you guys know what's going on in the world and why it's all burning down. That guy's just making business moves. Leave Quentin alone. Sort of God. You know the theaters. reason why I don't watch the Mavericks this year? You know why? Because it's, it's NFTs? It's not because of the mask mandate. It's because of the fucking NFTs Mark Cuban keeps talking about. Isn't he giving like uh, the crowd like it's like in your seat you have like you can claim a half a Bitcoin NFT. or something? God, yeah, no, man, I'm tired of that guy. I'm getting tired of him. He's that he looks like an old shot. grandmother now. <laughs> that guy made a half court shot and got hundred thousand dollars of Bitcoin. <sighs> Don't you wish that was you? 
No, I, I do don't. wish that was me. Well, actually, yeah, I kind of do wish that was me. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You just want a hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trace too good for a hundred thousand. Not too good for that. Well, he's Imagine already got he so much lunch. Meals. Yeah, exactly. I know. I have so much lunch. Travis and I like lunch with bros. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pre-made meals or lunch, Joe? Coming at you right now. Yeah. All right. That's the podcast. Thank you, Travis, for coming on. Uh, whenever we record another Deja Vu, you should listen to that. Uh, and uh, Breaking Bad, that's what we're doing right now. So thank you, Travis. You're welcome. Do you have any other appearance. podcasts you're doing? No. <laughs> oh. I've been threatening to put together some sort of album review podcast, but uh -huh. I haven't put the details completely together yet. Okay. So for those looking forward, maybe. I was. Yeah, all right. All right, Adam. Uh, that should be the cast, right? Should be. Okay. Bye-bye. And more next time on Super Films Cast 64!